1: to another HHWLOD special podcasting event discussing Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. I'm your host Craig Demanda. Join with me this evening some of your favorite HHWLOD podcast network hosts, starting with Mr. Richard Chuptoed Sheldon.
2: Now I don't know how we're going to do this spoiler free, but I'm game.
1: This is not spoiler free. Let, let me oh. re- let me repeat. This is not spoiler free. Oh,
2: okay, I, I, cool. I can't
1: do that. If it is, I'm hanging up. Okay, yeah. so
2: we can talk all about Ray's parents being nobody
1: then.
2: <laughs> he <Wow>. just did. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm in.
1: <laughs> Mr. Russell Latham. Hey. Hey, Mr. Daryl
0: Taylor. Hello. And Mr. Jim Deeds. I'm still blown away by that Leonard Nimoy cameo, but, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Was that really in there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> got we really watch for it.
1: I like I like the Frank Oz cameo. And actually they used the puppet again, which I thought was really yeah, cool. Like he dusted yeah. off that old puppet, man.
2: That was great.
1: And and That's he right. told he told Richard Lucas, I mean I'm sorry, uh, yeah, he told I'm uh, sorry, George Lucas that uh, we should use the puppet not the CG. And George, and George was like, "No, no, let's do the CG for the for the prequels." But then you look at the puppet again. It's like, "Wow, the puppet looks a lot better almost." Yep. I thought it would You sure that wasn't CG? I I looked right at No, it was a puppet. It was the puppet. I, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. I guess, Maybe when you put that little glow on it it looks a little... The
1: force well, ghost glow, is that what it is?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, when he first appeared it was glowing a lot and that was CG'd over the puppet but then as the scene progressed it just had a faint blue outline, so it looked a lot better, but yeah, that was the puppet. Yeah. I'm just your puppet.
1: <laughs> so you guys have been talking Star Wars on your other respective podcasts. Oh, I mean, my God. I mean, I, I, I heard, yeah, I've heard a couple of yours already. I know you guys recorded <laughs> with Jim on, on last night, right? And then you too, Chubb. Yeah. So we'll probably Star Wars out, but we promised to get together. And just do this right before the movie came out. So this is the last. (laughs) This is the last Jedi Jedi podcast. Last
2: last Jedi review. This is the only one I've spoke on. So
1: so Daryl, did did it end up how you thought?
2: Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think. I didn't know how it was going to end up, but it it wasn't expected. so I it's not what I expected, but I'm completely happy with what it is. You know what? All these fanboys ranting and raving out there about, oh, uh, Snoke was nothing and Ray's parents this and that. Well, guess what? Your little theories don't always work out. Sorry. But the movie was good. It departed from some of the tropes of Star Wars while still keeping some of them intact. And I'm glad, of course, Kylo could have been lying to Ray, but I'm glad her parents are nobody. That just takes all of that conversation out of it. And on top of that, if I don't understand.
1: If you well yeah it. but okay.
2: i don't understand why they're so worried about ray's father or who, who her father is i mean she's got a father figure right there i mean Chewie is right there he drives her to jedi practice keeps the engine running <laughs> drops her off to meet her new boyfriend even though he doesn't exactly <laughs> approve of him and just tells her to go home safe her search for a father figure is over she has a father and it's true. Uh,
3: but her lineage is, I mean, lineage has been a big part of Star Wars. Come on now. Yeah, don't,
2: but Daryl, you yeah. don't need to be from a specific bloodline to be a hero.
3: I know you don't need to, but I'm just saying, you can't be just, oh,
2: I can't believe they actually
0: be excited that, the, you know because it's been based on on lineage. I mean, that's... I I like it better because it means anybody can be a Jedi. You don't just have to have the holy blood of the Skywalkers in you to be a Force user. I mean, the kid with the broom at the end kind of... That showed that. Put the the period on that. Oh, yeah, that's That's right. it, makes it. It yeah. makes it more of a democratic thing than a uh, than like, uh, you know, being born into a thing. You well, know? well, maybe
1: we Jim, care about
4: you, raised you parents. Be a Jedi. You <laughs> be a Jedi. I
0: already am a Jedi. He's Yoda son. Jones. He is a Jedi. Well, right, man. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's follow me on Twitter. You do not.
2: Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I do. And he's and always Yoda been the wasn't a Skywalker. Yoda wasn't a Kenobi. Yoda was Yoda. Yeah, but
0: Anakin <laughs> came from
3: humble beginnings, right? I mean, he that came was...
2: from a bunch of space bugs. Chubb, I'm gonna
3: need you to turn it down.
1: <laughs> 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 Here we go. That didn't take long, folks, did it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Calm it down. Calm it down. That's what big right. for me too. <laughs> it got loud really quickly. Calm is, down.
0: Ryan Johnson did almost the impossible. He made a satisfying popcorn movie that also like deals with a lot of adult themes and and like the very theme of the movie speaks to the fans of the movie. Holding on, like letting go of the past, remembering it but embracing the future. And I really Gosh. wish. It- I really wish that some of these like, you know, um like geek entitlement dudes would listen to that theme and, and just let it go. I remember all right, here I go on my old man rant of the podcast. You ready? Go for it. I remember go, when I remember when Empire came out. All the shit I heard from all my friends who like Star Wars. Then, who's this little frog guy who's got the Jedi Force? He's not mm-hmm. no, you know, he's not a guy like them, you know. Oh, and all of a sudden now the Force—you can be a ghost and like talking. Ben, he's dead. He's talking to him. Oh, come on, you know. It's just like
2: and Vader's every, Luke's father. Come on, that can't be. That's just stupid. Just happened <laughs> to be on
0: the planet where his son was over when he, when they jettisoned the Death Star plans. <laughs> It's so convenient. You know, I'm just like, you know, every really good um entry in this trilogy has changed it up some from before. Okay. And the people that are, are against I mean, Daryl, I understand you didn't think it was that great of a movie for other grounds, and I totally get that and I totally respect your opinion, as you well know. Okay. But all the people, these people who have the the petition up, who want to have it stricken from the canon. And the people that you know didn't oh, have God. their fan theories, yeah. yeah there's been. a, there's a, yeah. Right now, uh, on change.org. Yeah, there's a petition been.
4: to have the movie. Oh, yeah. taken. yeah. There's a petition yeah. for everything. Okay, yeah. I know. But the Phantom Menace
1: st- gets to stay, right? Okay, got it. But, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Got you because, know what? Star char, but not this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit to your point there too, Jim. So I spend a lot of time on Reddit, and I'm in the Star Sorry Wars. Sorry to summer. hear that, sir. subreddit group and whatnot
0: pressure probably be better if you weren't yeah (laughs) well but here's here's the thing
2: here's the thing i I have these fans going on about the 54 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes blah 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 there are whole threads going throughout reddit these people are specifically going there to dump that score down they're bragging about every time the score goes down by a percentage point on there. So quit using Rotten Tomatoes, people, as an example of things. For one thing, their aggregated score is bullshit. Don't even, I mean, to me, Rotten Tomatoes has become nothing more than a commercial site, and it is not something to use as a grading scale of how a movie is.
3: <laughs> but, I look, hey, I petition dudes, I listen, I don't even acknowledge that. I I would rather, when I review, when we talk about this, I would rather talk to just the, the people that are not ready to kill people after the movie <laughs> is over with. Yeah. It, it, like, that's the people I'm talking to. Because you have to admit, there is, this is this has been a very, uh, I would say that there, it hasn't been divisive, but it hasn't been just set in lines of, I don't like it, you know, like Star Wars you know, like big, big Star Wars fans not not liking it or you can't put it in just those categories or or really big Star Wars fans loving it and and everybody else not liking it. It's kinda of been mixed. It's been, you know, there there's Star Wars fans that are that are really into this, like Jim and and Chubb, you're really loving it. And there's others who have questions, who have who have kinda not they've liked some things like I I like some things and some things I didn't and I, I thought that the the movie itself was structured a little uneven in parts. But overall, I mean there there's just been a lot of that discussion and they pretty much changed a lot of stuff. I mean the start I mean at the end of this is we're in a totally different place than we've ever been before with Star Wars, right? Yeah. I mean, you mean
2: totally. the story progressed to something other than the same rehashed tropes? Oh, how dare they
3: wow. could you put the snark down a little? I mean, so
0: even I am I even I am put off by your snark, buddy, and i <laughs> <waiting, on laughs> <same side>, okay? <laughs> yeah. that's not what Daryl's saying. Daryl has Daryl, I mean we talked this out last night too on the on the Taylor uh, Network uh, <laughs> uh podcast. Daryl just has like specific you know things about the movie he doesn't like and that's fine but i'm you know i just wanted to address the elephant in the room which was like the fan entitlement and everything that's kind of come in the wake of this i mean if you if you have specific reasons you don't like the movie and those are substantial honest and you know critical reasons that's fine i'm totally cool with that but what I was talking about before were like the like you said the geeks who, you know the, their their theories went down the drain or you know Snoke didn't turn out to be Palpatine or Ray's parents didn't turn out to be Obi Wan right. or right you know and those are two different things.
3: That's a different. It, it there's a there's a difference of things I would like to have seen. Being a fanboy, we've all had things in movies we want we would have loved to have seen in a movie, and you could put that aside and just go by. But did you like the movie overall? Was it structured well? Did you like the story? All that kind of stuff. That's different. It, 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 we can get into that. What we would have liked to have seen at the end, if we, I mean, we kind of did do that, didn't we? Do that and, for the other. Yeah, one? we did.
0: Right. And the the one thing I wanted to say is that you know I even heard what Russ has to say because Chubb has been uh, you know, up <laughs> and just like kind of eclipsing Russ over there. I would like to hear Russ's opinion because I, I know what a I know what a
4: huge, you have the flow. <laughs> So it's one of those movies where I get if if people don't like it for specific reasons because and all the stuff that that we've heard like it's you know the the stuff with Rey the stuff with Luke the stuff you know all this other stuff if if you didn't like the story that was being told I get it like I could see where hardcore some hardcore Star Wars fans could just be like this just isn't what Star Wars is to me and and that's totally fine like I I mean you have the right to your opinion, whatever. But it's it's funny because to me, so overall I I really liked it. But the the problems I had with the movie weren't story-wise. Like I have no problem that they decided to make Ray a nobody. To me, I think it makes it mu- much more interesting. So you think. We don't know yet, right? I mean that's... well, yeah. <laughs> I mean Ryan Johnson said, Look, this is this is you know, this is what Kylo told her. I'm not involved in episode nine. JJ could come in and just be like, Psych, she's a solo. Love um, me now, all right? Come I don't think that I, I hope that's not what happens because I think it makes her much more interesting to be nobody because, yeah. because she wants to be somebody. She wants to feel like, you know, she she didn't waste her life on Jack who waiting for her parents to come back, even though she knew deep down they weren't. And, and and not
0: to not to interrupt, but I mean that is like her parent character progression, like yes. to let go, to yes. let go of that feeling of I have to be defined by where I came from, I have to be defined by my parents, and it's the same thing that you know that Kylo Ren is dealing with, being defined by his parents, being defined by his parental figures like Luke and Han, you know, and Leia. I mean, it's some and that's why I think they connect so well, is because they're dealing with the same thing from two
4: different sides.
0: You
1: know, yeah.
4: And to me, if it if it turned out that she was the long lost sister or whatever. To me, that's just like super eye rolly. It's just like, really? Like, like after all of this, they found a way, like it was <clears throat> overly coincidental in the original trilogy. Now we're going to have that repeated. So I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with Luke being the hermit and disconnecting himself with the force and not wanting to train and having the issues that he had. And, and the way that that went, I I I thought that was that was fine because it, it it adds a different dimension to that character. Like I think because we've had twenty years of of extended universe that shows that Luke is this ultimate. He is the greatest Jedi. Hmm. He restarted the academy. Yep. That's he all flushed down the toilet students. now. Yep. He, yeah, he he crossed to the dark side and came back. All these things that just kind of fed into this legend, and now we have a movie where he's kind of a he's kind of a he's kind of a an a-hole i mean he just like he in a moment had had this huge weakness because he was afraid of of what would happen and so he contemplated killing his own nephew to save the galaxy from another another vader um and you know and it's one of those things right like that's you know probably what ended up causing it
0: yeah, um, exactly. I thought that's what I got from it was that yeah, you know, he, here's a scared kid wrestling with what he is, and then he looks up and sees his his mentor and teacher about to kill him in his sleep. I'm like, yeah, that would turn me to the dark side too. You know, it's funny no how way. it's so against
3: the books. It's like everything in the books that that happened with that character. We even though he's Jason more than he is uh, uh, Anakin in in the uh, in the books, they do right. the opposite of all of that. Like, you know, Luke refuses to kill him. Yeah. And he wound to right. uh Mar Mara Jade because of it. Like right. he didn't act. He didn't act, and that's what you know brought about everything. So it's like they they totally flipped it and did everything
4: yeah. the opposite. The so, problems. Okay. The problems I had with the movie were more structural to me. Yes, that's, that's like I think. I I think Daryl, you you said it. Un- unevenness. I think. Yeah. One of the things I appreciate, and I'll compare this to Empire, just because of the, just not because it's the middle movie, whatever, but just because of the training aspect. I missed kind of the longer segments. I, I wish we had longer stretches and more just kind of like in depth and thoughtful back and forth between Ray and Luke. And and maybe that's just not what this movie was, but it just felt like. Every time we were kind of settling into what was going on, we switched. to We, we, we cut island. some work Right. And yeah. Luke's
1: being a dick. Okay. Yeah. Another scene where Luke's being a dick. All right. So I get it. He's being a hermit. He's being closed off. Like, they showed it to me three, four, five times. Like, enough right. way, I get it. They could have done that maybe once or twice, and then he could start opening up. Like, it just took...
2: I- I- I like that because it reminded me of Yoda. Like that was the way Yoda was with him in the beginning when he first got to Dagobah. So it kind of had a parallel there that I liked.
4: Yeah, but we got, we kind of got over it. Like, you know, even in empire, like we had that sequence. Okay, fine. He's, you know, he, he was that way. And then boom. And then we got these very, you know, the most iconic, uh, you know, when we talk about empire strikes back and the most iconic things, you know, Luke and, you know, listening to Yoda and then going to the cave. Him pulling the ship out of the water, mm-hmm. like him having the conversation about him leaving. Like, I just missed some of those more intimate I- intimate moments because it seemed like it was just too focused on Ray wanting to train and right. him finding a reason not to. There were so many he- cut up points, like, yeah, even the
3: stuff with the Ray and, 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 uh, uh, what is his name? Kylo. Uh, Kylo. It, like, it was t- so much going on with that. Yeah. Like like that would happen and it would go back to Luke and then it would go to uh, Finn and, and 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 Rose like it was just so it felt like to me it just felt like they were like clips put together.
4: Right.
2: Like yeah. a yeah.
3: string of, I,
0: of clips. I did well, like the Ray like Kylo stuff. though.
2: Movies, it was like there were two movies at, at once going parallel yeah. well, and then it if converged. you
0: guys if you guys remember, uh you know, Empire or um Return of the Jedi had that same triple plot structure yeah. three different yeah, stories going on at once that all intersected and I that's what it kind of reminded me of. You had the the you know Kylo and Ray in the throne room mm-hmm. which was very much like you know the Emperor Luke and, and Darth in the throne room. You had Poe and the pilots, you know, and the ships and everything which very much like the space battle. And you know it's that same three pronged approach that we saw in the original movies.
4: Yeah. Which but I it thought was a comic. little bit better. Now I mean, this, is where, this is where yeah, rewatch this is yeah this is where I will defend George Lucas because as much oh, of, well, I'm <laughs> out of
0: here then. If you <laughs>
4: <laughs> done as I'm much all... of a as much of a poor director, like I don't think George Lucas is a good, a great director. I, okay. I don't think he's the worst director. He, ever. He, he will beg to differ, but okay, yeah, right. <laughs> but he's a very good editor. Like yeah. that's that's his bread yeah. and butter. Like him and you know his wife is you know especially more yeah on on A New Hope, but. He's a good editor, and I think what you know, you could complain about the prequels and everything, but I think the way that movie flowed, especially like in the third act of of the prequels, I thought was was interwoven very well. This just didn't seem like it was it was as clean as as. You know, because you're right, Jim. You know, we have seen in the other movies, even Empire. You know, where there are multiple. You know, we we had the, the stuff with Vader, we had the stuff with Han in them, and then we had the stuff, you know, with Luke. And it all seemed to to, in my opinion, it seemed to flow better and pace better. Yeah, and I agree it just with seemed like that. in this one, the pacing was just a little off. Um, yeah, and that's a totally valid criticism. I mean, yeah. no,
0: absolutely.
2: It, it, well, little, little I kind of got the. Too. You know, yeah, they, they that's, know. I, I kind of got the impression that Ryan Johnson didn't really want to tell a story with Finn and, or with Poe really, but he had to, cause they were there and they're part of the new generation of star Wars. So to me, it was kind of like Poe's defiance and doing this hatching, this plan behind Hordo was it Hodo. I forget what her name is. Holdo. But Holdo. Holdo. Yeah. Behind her back. Um, You know, that and then Finn and Rose going off and everything. That was just kind of like him kind of giving them busy work. But I did enjoy some of that. I did enjoy...
0: I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good character development for them. Yeah,
2: well, that's what I was going to say. Rose and Finn, I really liked how their characters progressed throughout that whole thing. It just turned out that that whole side mission wasn't really all that important.
3: Right. I kind of and, thought the Finn stuff was just a repeat of the first one. It really bothered me how Finn well, Finn's parts but of the
1: They gave him more of an edge though. You gotta admit, they gave him more of he used to he was more like, Yes, sir, I'll do what you want. Now he's more I'm gonna go against the orders now. He he gave him more of like yeah, a rebellious edge, right? He did I mean, that
3: anyway though. He did that once he got Ray back and then every time Ray got in danger in the first, in Force Awakens, he was kinda like that. He was defiant. He was I I'm going to go get my uh, my friend back. But you mean Finn like,
1: or Poe? Which one? I thought you said Poe. I'm talking po. about
3: Finn this time. I'm talking about Finn. Oh, I'm sorry. I you uh, said Poe. Yeah, I started with Finn. Sorry. I, I, but Poe, I agree with a little bit. I had a, there's stuff with Poe too. But with Finn especially, bothered me in this movie. Because mm-hmm. um, I liked Finn in the first one. But this this really bothered me how Finn, his story in this one. It was Because it really felt like he was an afterthought. We're just going to repeat the same beats with him. And 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 just do the same thing. And, it, and he was so so much of a joke to me that it really bothered me. He, it was he was really the the jokey. I'm the janitor guy kind of character, <laughs> and I, I totally
1: was not cool with that. Did, really did you wasn't. think he was a goner? Seriously, I thought he do. I thought he was. I thought he no. was
3: gone. No, no, I didn't think they no. would kill him. All I right. didn't think they would kill him, but I I just thought that he would something. I thought something spe- heroic would happen that he would take down the the battering ram anyway. Like he would, the ship would still go into it, but someone would get him out somehow, or or they fat, you know, like maybe even Luke would would force
0: pull him or something. <laughs>
3: before it, I just I, thought like it would be something like that. Can we
0: all agree that Phasma is the new Bubba Fett? Can we all at least all yes. agree? Yeah. It's worse, yeah. I think she'll be.
4: I think. She'll I think be she
2: back. survived. I think yeah, she did too. I totally yeah. do.
4: Which so. I- and, when the helmet was cracked and her eye was exposed, mm-hmm. and she kind of stared at him before she fell, I'm like, "No, she's not dead." Yeah,
2: yeah. She might be force sensitive and doesn't know it. Who knows?
4: I, I, so, th- talking about the Canto Bite scene, I, that's the the other thing I think in a movie that was two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me preface this. That scene was extremely well done. It looked gorgeous. Like I liked the set decoration, mm. I liked the character interaction. Millions, the, no.
2: the, the camera movement was yeah. fantastic, especially yeah. when they first opening up on that casino yeah. floor was brilliant.
4: Yeah. it was yeah. really it was really good, but given the fact that it ended up pointless and I guess that was the point of the movie is like, you know, look, like things the, things aren't going to work out. Like you know, everything in here is is going to go to hell. But I think they could have, it, in a movie that that was two and a half hours. I think I think they could have cut that. I think we could have still had the same character interaction with Ray and with Finn and Rose, but but shifted that to the the Imperial the massive star star destroyer, like having them aboard that thing trying to get to an objective. And the other thing is right. He could have been prisoner on the ship instead of in the casino, right? right? Yeah, right, right. And the whole an thing out. with Maz, like. They had the perfect like I don't understand why. Like, I love that Maskenata character. Yep. And yeah. And they wasted it, Yeah, it just like this crazy cameo it and it's like, oh literally. Go? And she has a union yeah. problem. She, was she, she has
1: union
2: problems? Is that what yeah. she was talking about?
3: Uh, yeah uh, check that comic book out or that book. Pick up that comic book
2: or book later on. It's like Hey, at me, least it I, wasn't trade disputes. I I mean,
0: I, you know I, you know what I liked the candle bite because it showed that, you know, the that, and, you know, the scene with Benicio del Toro when he shows, like, the arms dealer. like, oh, look, they're selling to the bad guys. They're also selling to the good guys, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I liked him, though. You know, it's emphasizing the war part of the Star War. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it it's also so showing that, years. well, wait, let me make my point, and you can yeah. shit all over it if you want. But <laughs> it also shows that, that, you know, here these people are that are, are getting rich, and they have this, like, status quo of the ruling class and the underclass and that kind of sets up the you know the spark of the rebellion that right. they keep talking about you know fan into flame you know there are people who are living high off the hog not every hive of scum and villainy is a bunch of scummy dudes in a dusty barn exactly dusty, you know some of the people that are scum and villainous are you know wearing the, the beautiful lapels that they're looking for and all that other stuff you know what i mean so I, I i i get what you're saying Russ about it maybe you know could have been trimmed down a little bit but i thought very to like show the state of you know the average you know person or whatever or, or the state of you know who was benefiting and why the first order had such an easy time of getting together, I thought it was kind of an essential grounding for that.
2: Well, now the whole time that they were talking about when Maz was saying this master code breaker and everything else, and when we first saw Cantabite and everything like that, for some reason, and I wish this would have been, but I'm fine that it wasn't. I had the feeling this mysterious code breaker was going to end up being Lando. And I thought that would have been awesome, <laughs> but it it wasn't. Uh, so. And I mean, and, then, and again, that's another
0: another uh, um, you know thing of him flipping the tropes in the early movies. We had Han, who was supposedly a mercenary, ended up having a heart of gold and, and siding with yep. the good guys. Here we have a mercenary who is an honest to god mercenary. You know, whoever yeah. pays yep. him is yep. where yep. he goes. You know, right. for sale of the highest bidder.
3: I have well, a... Miles was built up as such a Miles. Colada Kal- was built up as such a. Uh, like a spiritual kind uh, uh, character, and I, I really wanted to see that. But her to put them in that position, it just felt like what is she supposed? She supposedly knew the force as well. She wasn't a, a right. Jedi, but she was a force user. For her to to just send them off, it just kind of took away some of that. Like she you know, she wasn't strong in the force, or whatever it was. It just it just felt like they were thrown into this thing, and 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 then. Um, some kind of coincidence just took over after that. Like they just happened to fall into the, and to be put in the same um, prison, right. you know, as yeah. the uh, the person that can slice it. Yeah. it just <laughs> Like even if they had done something where the lapel had like the red lapel had been like in his pocket or it fell or something to kind of say that she did put them on the, the track of the person that could do it. But even then, I would think, well, why wouldn't she have warned them that he was not someone that right. they could trust wholeheartedly? I don't think she would put them in that kind of situation on purpose. But, you know, that I that was.
2: I have a roundtable question for everybody, and the responses are not enough, just right, or too much. And that is humor. Go. Uh,
1: just right.
0: It was fine, I yeah.
1: guess. It was, I laughed, I, a, I cried, I had a little bit of everything. I was only, fine. Yeah, it was good. The
0: only, the only, the only humor part that bothered me was the bit with Hux and Poet Very, very. Yep. It, that made Hux, flat, it made Huck, made Huck a well, cartoonish
1: but hold I kind of, but, 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 but does that you know, set the tone the only, for the whole but, movie, though, didn't it? Oh, well, wait like, a on, yeah.
0: on second viewing, it very much reminded me of Han Solo, you know, uh, everything's normal, everything's <laughs> down here. <laughs> exactly, how, exactly, how right. Yeah, You know, but when I first saw it, it kind of threw me a little bit because it was right at the beginning and you're, you're, you're a new director saying yeah. a new tone, a new movie, and then to have that kind of take, you know, Hux who's supposed to be this very intimidating, you know, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin type. Who's able to, you know, uh, implement Snoke and uh, Snoke's orders and keep, you know, Kylo Ren on a leash, you know, kind of, um, you know, I, I don't know, it just kind of took away from it a little bit. But other than that, I had no problem with the humor at all. I love some of the humor. Some, I mean, I, I am not, you know, ashamed to admit, I, this movie made me cry three times. Um, the scene, the scene <laughs> with times? Yoda and Luke. Okay. Yeah. The scene where R two plays the original message for Luke. Yeah. Yeah. From New Hope. Right. And when Was the last and, time. And then the scene where Luke and Leia reunite. And she goes, I know what you're going to say. I changed my hair. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was laughing and crying all at the same time, just because, I mean... Well, even... Huck was so. I mean, but
3: Huck was like even when Han did those things, he did those things to regular troopers. I mean, they were like in between dudes. They well, were no like one. Lieutenants, of
1: anything, right? Like they weren't lieutenants. Like the, of right, they weren't stormtroopers necessarily all the time. Like the, you know the right, the guys right. in charge, somewhat in charge. You know, the
0: bureaucrats. The question, I, I thought there was a good a good amount of humor in it, and uh, it was the only time that really stood out.
2: But yeah, I thought it was it... perfect amount of humor, but that's a lot of the complaints I'm seeing. Is it, but... it was too much humor and I'm like, come on, man. Have there was a lot of humor in the movies? originals. Exactly. <laughs> but when you I mean, do it, she's I... rich.
3: I, I think more wealthy than you, do you do it, imagine. It. imagine. <laughs>
2: but it's different. Only when you only stormtroopers have blaster points this precise. Yeah, right.
3: Can I can I can
2: is it all right? Can I join
3: in now, Chubb? No, no, no. All right um it just, it bothered me that it's the dude that's supposed to be in charge is the idiot he's almost made in, into an idiot throughout this movie and he's supposed to be like that, that that takes the badass thing away from him or whatever arc that I thought he was building in the first one it totally made him a buffoon in the second one which well, i you- bothered me a little bit.
1: Weren't the admirals in the Empire kind of idiots? Some, most of them, except for the other. But one. they
4: weren't goofballs.
1: No, they, were they weren't goof- goofballs. Right. But they were, they were right. generally incompetent. Vader was choking them out left mm, and right. I, mean, I don't even right? think they were incompetent. No, I mean, they, they weren't was
4: incompetent either. Victim, a victim of circumstance, but it—it—it it, it, had—it were—it. I just kept thinking, like, okay, this is the second movie. Let's make this character that wasn't a buffoon a buffoon, like kind of like what they did mm-hmm. to. Um, to Selvig in Thor, the dark world. Like just, just stuff like that. It's like, Oh, now you're going to make him like this goofy, goofy idiot. And now granted they toned it down towards the end. Like after, after, after they got rid of Snoke, we saw a lot less of that. And, and uh, I was okay with it, but, um,
0: yeah, I like. I think the more subtle humor worked for me better. Like, like I said, you know, I changed yes. my hair, or mm. the part where they, they blast the hell out of Luke's image and he just kind of brushes off the dust on his shirt. Right, shoulder, yes, right, know? right. Yeah. That type of humor. Yeah, I mean, oh, that is nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is nowhere. Or uh, everything you just said in that sentence was wrong. Yeah. You know. Yes. Little things like that really like stuck with me and stuff. But yeah, that that one that was the only part that really like kind of fell out of place was the part at the very beginning because, like I said, it was really. Trying to set a tone, and did anybody notice that that very first run that Poe makes is like straight out of the Star Wars Atari video game?
2: Yep. <laughs> Where you have to very, fly very close sure. to the
0: ground and shoot out all the the towers with guns. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I have a question for you guys. I don't know if you noticed this, and you probably did because you're you're very astute and you've picked up on so much stuff on this movie. But um, the th- these threads that JJ opened up in the last movie that it seemed like Ryan decided to deliberately take it on. And I'll give three examples here. First of all, um, Ray's parents, and you guys brought this up for a second. Now, I think the only reason it's important is because we see that kind of Force flashback, and we see her flashback to her parents multiple times in Episode 7. So that's why it's important. I don't think the audience would care if they didn't sh- make us care in the first movie. The all second right. point is the lightsaber being tossed over the shoulder. Now, regardless of whether Luke is you know, in touch with the Force anymore or not, that's his father's lightsaber that he used to wield. why would he toss it over his shoulder you know Craig, the
2: last uh, time he saw that his hand got chopped off I know it's that a but bad memory.
1: would he would he really toss it over his shoulder or is he saying to like JJ oh, right. I don't care about this thing anymore why'd you introduce this thread again like you know th- and the last part of that the last way to say F you to JJ was Snoke being a nobody like Snoke being this this I don't say nobody but I mean he you don't know where he is. You don't know where he came from. They just he's cut him done. in half, and that's the end of right, it. Right, he's done. I, I mean, done. Darth Maul got only slightly less time than he did. I mean, go back and back to the right. prequels. So those three threads to me that, again, J.J. Because opened up in the first one. he's not the
2: bad guy, Craig. The true evil is Kylo Ren, no. and everybody's sitting there thinking, "Oh, Kylo could have a redemption arc, this and that." No, he's freaking evil. No, no, I, he is the dark bad guy I, of this trilogy. And I get that. And that established it. But, Snoke was. So we get that. We no, no, get I, that. I
1: get that. My, my point is a little different though. It's a little more like superficial than what All you're right. saying. I'm talking about him taking the threads that were opened up to us in the episode seven and just basically mm-hmm. burning them, and just saying, "I don't like this. I don't uh-huh. like. Your, I don't like your cliffhanger. So I'm going to throw the thing over my shoulder." I don't like this whole thing of raised parents. I'm, I'm killing that. And I don't like this guy, Snoke, so I'm killing him. Like, no. did you guys get that or no? It, it no. just seemed well,
2: like I, JJ and so- Kathleen Kennedy were um, executive, executive producers right. on this. If they didn't like that, they could have killed him, killed that those plot points he was making out. So, no, I don't think he was taking a shit on it at all. I think okay. he was following what he wanted in the story, and the rest of the execs liked it because otherwise they could have put the kibosh on.
3: Well, even when he, I mean, he said put take a shit on it. I mean, I don't think he meant it like that. But I mean, I think he even when you in the interviews after this, um, with him, he was saying he he pretty much wanted to go against every single thing, okay, that people were expecting in uh, after watching the first. Uh, the Force Awakens. So, Interesting. Like, on purpose. Interesting. Like, you, you can tell. It was so you're on just purpose. trying to
1: shake it up on purpose. Every little thread right. that was opened up, I'm going to close the door on that and give you a new one. That's what he was right. trying he to do. Right,
3: okay. he said it. in some interviews that he was kind of going against mm-hmm. those things a little bit. Not in a bad way. I mean, but listen. No, I, I, I like,
1: didn't mind any of it. i just even, just, uh, yeah, it just seemed I odd, you know? I think
3: o- it's not even in a negative that this has happened. Like, do, 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 doing these different things that they did throughout the movie, I, I mean, certain people, have, I know other people have taken it as you did this against me put that aside nobody's on this show that thinks that way so we don't have to answer those questions we don't have to be defensive about it
4: just yeah, saying
3: I, he's go, go ahead russ
4: you're good no, i'm sorry I, you, you, finish your thought i'm sorry
3: well i'm just saying it's just i'm just saying we're just saying that there are things he kind of wanted to to go against subvert or whatever like jim was saying it's true like he he everything with the jedi order being built up that we thought you know like a lot of people did probably think that they were going to you know they like bring the jedi order back and 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 um she was going to be trained and 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 they're going to get other jedis in this movie it totally he totally was like nope not going to do that Jedi's was was a mess we don't we don't want them to come back that's that's a religion that 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 tore things apart
0: and i think we don't I think well i think by saying that he's more- on the prequels than then, did then then J.J., I mean... It's just a whole paradigm, the, right? what happened with the Jedi in the prequels. Right. right. The, yeah. He even said it.
1: There was a line in there about that. At the height yeah, of their... Yes. The height of hubris, right. whatever he said. He said it multiple times, right? That They, yeah, they the didn't even paradigm. see Sidious uh, mm-hmm. rising right in front of his eyes, and they had, they were at right. the strongest at that
4: point. Right. Too yeah. rigid. I think,
3: too rigid and stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah I think with Ray's parentage... See, to me, I always kind of was under the assumption that they were nobody. That they... I mean, they... have specifically talk about that that they left her behind, and then they took off and never came back. And it wasn't and so I never thought, you know, one of the things <laughs> the books did is it, in in the old EU is the the twins were segregated. Like they were put somewhere for their safety. They weren't just they were, but they still interacted with their parents. And I just I, I so i when I saw that, I'm like, I don't think she's anybody. Like I, I don't think they're going to come back and say, so you no, know, whether JJ intended for her to be somebody, I have no idea. I mean, he's never def- he's never definitively said yes that you know I always planned on them being X. Mm-hmm. I I think he's I think I've heard him say like it it, it will be like it will be th- that will come to light. But but it wasn't for him to decide on what that was.
1: Like remember her force flashback in episode seven where where they even got Ewan McGregor to to voice over something. A little right. bit. remember that i right. mean and even mm-hmm. said and even and even cut a piece of alec guinness saying ray like they were playing around with this obi-wan kenobi connection and then you see her parents like there was a tie
3: yeah, there was a tie and then and then she had
1: multiple flashbacks to her parents so it's like it's not it's not surprising to us that we, we yeah, actually but, care wh- because they showed it to us
4: multiple times that maybe but, there is something to do with her parents but she okay had flashbacks yeah but she had flashbacks to the fall of of like what happened with Luke and, and she was never around any of that anyway. That was part I, I of it. Right. It as, from the sword. Yeah. I, from the, yeah. Yeah. I, I just took it as she connected with this object. She has a connection to the force. Right. And just kind of everything surrounding, everything surrounding this, uh, rebels are this, attacking. Yeah. Everything surrounding this object <laughs> had an influence on what she saw. Like, I, I think the whole thing with her. And again, so you have the influence of her own personal history, you know, the, the whole thing is her hang-up is she was left on jeku and, and and she had to get back. Like, no matter what happened, she felt like she had to get back. So that's – whatever whatever else is going on, that's ingrained in her right, as a she thought the they were character.
3: coming back, right? Yeah, she, the, the, so you
4: have that, and then you you intersperse this whole – this Jedi object that she comes in contact with, and you have a little bit of a meld of the two. But, okay. yeah, I okay. I never I never expected her to be anybody. Uh, and, and, and I'm again, fine think, that
1: she's not, by the way. I, I'm not saying I have a problem yeah. with it. I'm cool. It's, yeah, it's I, just nobody, and yeah. I'm glad. I just so thought I never, she had a
3: prior... Uh, the only thing I ever really thought with her is I thought she had a prior relationship with, with Luke Skywalker somehow. Right. Like, he rescued her from something, or maybe he came across her and... One of his adventures, and and that was it. Because like remember, even
1: was... remember, Snoke knew what girl, what girl. Like he even knew right, about the right, girl, and and even right. and even like in, and again, this is all referencing the last movie. But this mm-hmm. is where these threads began, right? And it was like right. uh, even um, uh, Han Solo and you know the little glances he would have, and even Leia, mm-hmm. like they kind of knew who she was, but they didn't, you didn't, they didn't tell right. us, you know. And Snoke knew, and everyone knew, but we don't know. Yeah. And now all of a sudden she's a nobody. Okay, well, well,
2: you know, I mean,
4: I I rewatched seven the day before I saw eight. And okay. I, I never got like the, the whole Han thing. I never got that. He knew she, who she was. Like yeah, he purposely, I, I really on this he one, he but... purposely went out of his way to be like, if that was truly his kid, he would not, not have kid. acted that way. Not his kid. No, I, I didn't think that. Or, so.
0: yeah. or even if it was Luke's kid, you know, you right. would if, have acted if, differently.
4: Yes. If, if he knew that she was connected to them from a family perspective, he would not have acted the way he did and responded the way he did um i i think in general they, they again the force awakens they felt the awakening they mm. knew That something was going on. So Snoke
1: knew something. When he said the girl, what girl? He felt that she was special somehow, and that was the the spark or whatever that was going to awaken the Force. Okay. Well, no, it could
2: have been what girl because he didn't see that on the horizon. He didn't have any connection, feel her in the Force at all. I mean, the whole thing is is I really think a lot of the stuff with Rey's parents, while I can see where people got that from Seven – I think a lot of that flared up because of all the interneting that, that could happened be. That when could that be too. came out. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I really think you know everybody's saying, "Oh, it was theories. red herrings, this and that, and the other." Oh, I'm sure. like, "No, it's fan theories. That's what we right. do in YouTube. this day and age." Yeah. I mean, imagine if the internet existed when Jedi or when uh, Empire yeah. came that's that, that's what, it that's what been Jim the was same saying.
3: Thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So i just I'm just really pleased that um he was able to deliver a Star Wars movie that had surprises in it. You know, I was yeah, I, guess that I that was, was the really I was. Yep. I was really concerned, especially after *Force Awakens*, which I enjoyed. That it was going to—I mean, *Force Awakens* has so many callbacks to *A New Hope*, and so many, but, but so many then. homages. <laughs> I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not crapping on the movie in any way. I really right. enjoyed it. But to go to this and to see—wow, it's dealing with adult themes. Wow, it's really like. Everything I expected has been thrown out of the window. When I saw in the trailer Luke saying, "This isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go," <laughs> and that not only applied to like Ray, that applied to the whole movie. I was like, "Wow!" I'm d- I mean, here, here. I mean, every look at. I mean, look at the other movies. Hubris, Hubris is like what brought down Tarkin. It's what brought down the Emperor. Mm. You know, it's what almost brought down Vader. You know, and this is also what brings down Smoke, uh, Snoke. You know, it makes sense. Um, in the other movies, they they solve every problem with one hotshot pilot. Ah, uh, going after a giant machine, you know all by himself and and hmm. saving the day. Here we get that same hotshot pilot, but you know it ends up in a horrible t- you know tri- uh, catastrophe, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, to see, to see that Ryan Johnson is is willing to like tell his own story and may, take some chances with it. And and this movie, for me anyway, the, the 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 characters, their interaction, their development had way more gravitas than than in in Force Awakens or even some of the original movies. Um, I mean, like I said, those scenes with with Luke and when R2 starts playing the recording from A New Hope. Yeah, I, I know I've mentioned that was it cool. before. But well, that was just like, wow, that just ties everything in these, like, wow, six movies together, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, calls back to it and is relevant in the scene. And the theme to the movie itself, you know, about acknowledging and respecting the past, but moving forward, when Yoda comes and, and Luke is like, I'll do it, I'll burn it down. And Yoda's like, let me. And like he makes the lightning come down, you know, and says, you know, page turners, they were not, you know, (laughs) again, he's again, not only is he referring to the teaching of the Jedi, but if you go back to and watch the original movies, you know, Yoda talks about the living force, you know, Kaigan talks about the living force. The force isn't something in books or in canon. You know, so it's not, not only a, a, a statement on the force, but it's a meta statement on Star Wars canon as well. And I really appreciated that about it as well. This is probably the most adult Star Wars movie we've gotten mm-hmm. in quite a while. Exactly. I, think no I think it's one of the no most thought, thoughtful. Star Wars movies with real themes and real character development and like new characters to me that that mattered and also grew and changed in the story, you know, and, you know, I understand the pacing issues or the structure issues. I I totally get that. And that's fine and everything. But to to just dismiss the movie out of hand because it isn't Star Wars enough for you, I think it's just really missing not only the point of the movie, but all the the great joy and, and craft and care and thought
4: in this movie.
1: So, Russ, did you, one, you have a question? I'm sorry, you said...
4: No, no, it's funny. I was talking to my buddy Glenn the other day, and I said, you know what? I said, it's just some of the disjointedness and the unevenness with this. I said, the way I have explained it is, or the way I, I think of it is, it almost feels like this story was the first draft of a script, and they mm-hmm. just said, it's good, let's go with it. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the... some of the, I think it could have been tightened up, and I think it could have maybe been adjusted, um, but but that's so. From a from a critical standpoint, that that's to me what what I what I feel like. I don't have a problem like where the characters are at the beginning, where they are at the end, and the journey they took. Like I don't I don't have a problem with that. I, I even the Snoke thing. Like I I totally get why he wanted to kill Snoke because you need you've got one more movie in this trilogy, mm-hmm. and Kylo needs to be the villain like kylo needs to yeah, be right. his own man if you if if they go one more movie where he's just you know he's under snoke and then kind right. of an equal to to hux Up. it it just it just doesn't like it doesn't advance the character he's still right. in the same place he was in the first in the first movie
0: mm-hmm. um by the way, as a sidebar to that, I love the part when he said, "Take off that ridiculous mask." Yeah, yes, that was when he matched oh in the just... lift. Oh. Yes, yeah, so I almost like stood up and applauded. I like yes, but, but again, wasn't
1: a... I, I thought that was almost another like tear at the episode seven
4: again. Like you know, that was no. to no, me that okay. was just you're not Darth Vader. You think exactly. you're Darth Vader? Exactly. You want to be Darth exactly. Vader? Exactly. You're yeah. not Darth Vader. So take off that mask because you're not Darth Vader and it's stop
3: acting You know what's really funny about this though is that Star Wars kind of did this to themselves though like with all the comic books and all the novels sure. even after it's even poisoning. after the, the new canon even the new canon there's like the, there's been like so many you know novels after this and so many comic books on characters and so like there's video games there's like there's been so much of that where it's like you get people to a point of the, you know, like you do get the people that are expecting this majestic kind of build up to something. And then when you kind of say all that stuff that you're looking for is not happening and it's it caused a lot of what they're saying, a lot of the the, the backlash um, from people that have had that build up of all of this. Like I like that's kind of where you get some of this anger from. Which I can understand to a point, but there's a point where you have to go up and stop. Yeah, you exactly. can be mad about it, but that's to a point. And there I, there are I, real,
0: you know what, There are a lot of real problems to get mad about in the world right now. Right, I'll exactly. <laughs> let's let's like our right, current right, smoke in the,
2: the White House. Well, let's All not, right, 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 let's not let's go not, down that. Okay, let's, right let's
1: not do now. that. Okay. So, uh, Daryl, you have to drop off though, right? Yeah. Okay. So, any you want to say final or um?
3: Um, I will say this. Um. Where the way that they left this movie, I do look forward to seeing how they are going to pick this up, like how JJ is going to take this story and continue it. I'm looking forward to seeing how that happens. Okay. Um, so, I, it, it like, it's not something where, and I, I, I'm curious to see what this new world is going to look like when. Um, Johnson takes the next three
1: next yeah right
3: films after this, uh, especially since his thoughts on on this like ending all of the you know ending all of the status quo of what you know of Star Trek of Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm I'm curious, very curious to see what the new um, Star Wars new universe is going to look like uh, after this is over, and then he moves on to whatever he's going to do. Like mm-hmm. that, that's a very uh, it's, and if anything, this movie has a lot of people talking about it. Oh for hell yeah!
1: Sure. You, guys, you yeah. you've talked Either about one. how much of this last week, right, on podcasts oh, with your friends, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Right? It's been, after, yeah. after
0: this, I'm done. I already already emails. said I'm not I'm not <laughs> posting. Oh yeah, we have to do the emails for the other podcast. I email. forgot. Okay, that'll be it. But like, <laughs> I, I I swore yesterday I'm not gonna make any more Star Wars posts. I'm not gonna you know. That's so, funny. And then I'll get out right now, man. Well, Daryl, right. th- thanks for joining us. I know you got to drop off. You have another interview to do and for another
1: podcast. Uh, not Star Wars related, I hope, right? This no, is, okay, no. Right. no
0: this, is, this is Batman time.
1: Bat- all right. Yes. So go-, go do your thing. Actually, and thanks for joining us. Seriously. Um, for having- no problem. Uh, Aaron actually couldn't make it. Uh, Aaron Newworth, he, uh, a little under the weather. But he did send me a quick note to read to you guys, and I'll read it to you right now. He goes, uh, send my apologies that I can't be on and let everyone know I think the film is phenomenal. Any supposed plot holes can easily be explained. Your fan theories don't matter, and many supposed Star Wars fans should be ashamed of themselves for first shooing away Lucas from his own creation and now bitching about an ambitious
4: step in a new yet familiar direction. Here, here. I agree with that 100%. Exactly. Co- Cosign. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, like I said, my my problems with the movie have nothing to do with the story he wanted to tell, the direction he's taking things, and the choices he made. Mine are purely from a like a a pacing and and a and just just some of the way that that I think certain things I think fell short, and and other things were given maybe a little too much attention. But I, I, I'm not crazy about the way they treated Poe. I mean, I, I get. I get the whole point of it or one of the points of it was th- th- that ag- again you you don't want to take the hotshot pilot and turn him in he doesn't he's not the know it all right like in typical star wars it's like he's the hotshot pilot he's the hero he's going to save the day he's going to make everything all right he's going to he's going to do this um and so they they turn that on their head with him basically being a mutineer but I, I i from a logic standpoint i just didn't get why they kept it a secret like why didn't Haldo just tell him no that was weird we have a yeah we have a plan like and people are like well he was too far down the chain blah 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 he's like no he is he is the leader of your fighter pilot squadron squadrons. yeah exactly you're, yeah. you're your... But
2: he's also the guy that disobeyed an order, cost the lives and the ships of all of their bombing squad um by by disobeying that order. Right. Um he was demoted by Leia as her last official act before she got injured. Um this she comes in why should she trust him?
4: Well, but but she but she didn't tell anybody. Like it was just like and it
2: Oh others I... knew. It just there were only a select few that made perfect I think, sense. I
4: think
0: uh-huh. something they, they didn't uh, play up either too was that you know how are they tracking them through subspace? You know there might be someone on board that is like you know a, you know, oh, a traitor or or whatever. And well, okay, let me finish real quick. Yeah. I, I I'd also think that you know Poe has that connection with Leia. Obviously, they fought together, they've served together, and and Leia trusts him. But I don't think Holdo did. Right. And that, that's I think that was the key difference between the two.
1: Did you feel a little, yeah. like a little it, sexual it, tension between them, a little like romantic tension between those two? I thought that was going somewhere for a minute, but it obviously it didn't. I did that really. I just felt that we're trying to angle for that for some reason. Like that was the I, new Han Leia thing, you know? Like like I thought was... it made a
4: yeah. I thought it made a cool moment when Leia comes back and shoots him with the stun gun. Like <laughs> yeah. I, right. I, I thought. It wasn't like,
0: the first time we've seen this uh, blaster set to stun since, like, the original movie. Yeah. Yeah. With the ring. With the, with the blue ring coming
4: out. Right. Yeah, we've never yep. seen that
1: since the original. You're right. Well,
4: again, yeah, he, there's a little little callback, too, because Vader makes his appearance, you know, by a door being cut open and right. smoke, and he walks right. through, uh, and, and she kind of has exactly. the same thing. But they
1: shoot Leah with Leah with that ring, though. That's that's the way they stunned her, right? Yeah. She'll be all right. Yeah. She's just stunned. That was the, Yeah.
2: <laughs> so... Uh, a couple weeks before the movie came out, I went back and watched every single Star Wars movie, including Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that oh. I caught, and it caught in my head when I was in the theater watching Eight, and I went back and checked it, is when um, Jenna Urso is looking through the files trying to find the plans for the Death Star. Mm-hmm. She's mentioning other tech secret projects, and one of those was hyperspace tracking. Oh, I so, didn't catch that. Oh so, okay. so it it was being worked on now um, that i um, scarif of that that data center got destroyed, so it probably set that research back some, but it has been something that the Empire or whatever, probably the first order in uh-huh. taking it over, it was something that they were working on. So uh-huh. it it did have a precedence before. I also wanted to really quickly back up um when Jim was beautifully saying what he said about the film, um, when Yoda decided, "Oh, you're gonna burn? It? I'll burn it down," and did that, I thought that was more him covering for what Ray did by stealing the book. So that was my
1: next question: Did did she actually have the books in the Millennium Falcon? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: You, you it, yeah. it was quick. Right okay. And Yoda them. even says to Luke, "There's nothing in there that Ray does not already possess." oh ah, right.
0: Okay. 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 So I thought it ties back to the, the idea of the living force and you know, the force yeah. being not something that's in dusty old books or in this old tree or whatever.
1: So that's how Rey can make the new lightsaber from the remnants of the old one cuz she has the books now. Right? Is that is that kind of how
0: that's going to happen? It- could i mean
1: yeah i possibly. think
2: she's gonna she, make a light staff i think she's gonna use her staffing.
1: oh that's a cool idea yeah she likes the staff you know, that's a good call and we,
0: and we did see it with the imperial guard they had like lightsaber technology built into those different weapons which yeah. i thought was super smart choice yeah. um and it wasn't a great uh Russ and 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 you guys as a, as an old-time Star Wars fan to actually see the Imperial Guard do something.
4: Oh yeah. Like for that
0: These just they stand were there, always in the well, alleyways <laughs> They were always one of the they were always one of the coolest action figures. The red one, oh, yeah. That, that that never did anything in the movies and now they're just like, "Oh." Dude, and they great. were
4: badass. They were great. Did you ever read the Crimson Empire comics?
0: Yeah, I did. Yep, I'm just going yep. I'm just going by movies though Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. But yes, it was nice to see them fully in action each with different weapons, you know, each I, I, that whole scene was from the set design, that whole red background. Yeah. It I, to me like for for whatever issues I have with pacing, etc. the last third of that movie was flawless in my opinion. Like I, agree. I, I I think it was like from the minute from the minute Ray leaves um Octo and and goes to, to be to confront Kylo and that that whole last third with Luke showing up and the scene with him and Leia and, and and everything that that happened there I thought that stuff was spot on like it was it was I thought the pacing definitely picked up I thought the direction was good I thought the action was good I thought the story was good like to me the last third of that movie or is is just a masterpiece
2: um did it- did you guys also catch like I, I love how Ryan Johnson in his films he did it in Looper and other stuff how he uses foreshadowing. And when Leia, after she gets blast off the bridge when she's coming back doing her Carrie Poppins routine, <laughs> she actually cuts through the hologram of Snoke's ship in the exact same place that Holdo, hyperspaces through it in the third act i thought that that was really cool foreshadowing i loved that
4: yeah i'll have to see i've only i've only watched it once so i I definitely need to see it again because i think i think some of the things i think some of it is maybe there's a little cognitive dissonance going on you know because it's like in your head you think a star wars movie should be a certain way like we've seen seven of them we've seen rogue one kind of broke the mold a little bit we've read comics we've read books We've, you know, we've seen the clone wars, you know, rebels, all this stuff. And I think in our heads, we, our brain is just trained to be like, this is what a star Wars movie is. And, and this is what we're going to see. And this was so different than that. I think, I think maybe your brain is like fighting against you to say, (laughs) to say, you need to to do it. I think, yeah, I think you're
2: completely valid with that because now I enjoyed it the first time I saw it while I was down in Texas, but now, I've seen it three times now, but upon my second viewing, I came out appreciating it way more because I already knew what was going to happen. So I was able to exactly. pay attention to yeah. a lot more things. Right. And I as much as I loved it, that that opening night, that second viewing, not to mention it was an IMAX, which was even better. That,
1: but yeah, I was gonna ask that. What,
2: yeah. it was it was just it was such a well-put-together film. I do agree with some structure and the pacing and all that. It was like two movies that ended up converging into one, and I will say I like the last half of the movie a lot more than the first half, but there's just so much to unpack, yeah. and it's brilliant. Ryan Johnson... It, I love him as a filmmaker, and this film just proves it even more.
1: You must unlearn what you have learned with the Star Wars so, franchise.
0: My, so, um, Craig. This,
1: yes, uh. yes so I have a question. I'm going to bring this up in a second. The, 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 the format that you all, we all saw it in, and you just mentioned the IMAX. Um, Russ, I took your advice, and I saw it in the Dolby, the AMC Dolby Cinema. Man, thank you, because I I don't think I'm going to go back to any other way of watching a movie. I my, my biggest complaint with movies is, whether it's 2D or IMAX, it doesn't make a difference. It's never loud enough. Like, it's never, you know, the sound is never great enough. And this, man, they they nailed it. And your seats actually rumble. I mean, I think there's some rumble yes. stuff back there. I don't know if that's bass or there's, some, great. there's some kind of rumbling nope. going on. But, oh, my it's God, awesome. it is amazing. So I'm going to kind of poll you guys and see. You know how, how? I mean, you saw it three times, obviously, Chubb, But you know what yeah. formats you watched it in, and which was the best one? So uh, I saw
2: it. In, I saw it in 3D. Okay. In IMAX and then in Dolby.
1: So which was the best one? Dolby. And the picture was great too in Dolby. Oh my God. Yep. That's a. I, I don't need the 3D. You're right because this wasn't shot in 3D. You were telling me that Russ. And it's like, what's the point? You got a Dolby screen. It's crisp. It's bright. It's beautiful. The sound was amazing. I, I'm. It's hard to go back, man. Once you go Dolby. Yeah, I
2: did. I didn't mean to see it in 3D. I actually thought I was purchasing a Dolby ticket, and I wasn't. I purchased a 3D, so because I'm not big on 3D. But that's how I saw it.
1: Okay. The first time, Russ. How about
4: you? The Dolby. Yeah. And same thing, right? I mean, just. Yeah, it's phenomenal.
2: I oh, mean, it's, it's a
4: whole like the it's just a quality presentation, uh, and it, it's hard for me to want to go. Even IMAX to me doesn't do it as much as the Dolby, right? Um, because very few movies are actually shot for IMAX. Um, yeah, besides like you know uh, what's his name, Nolan, you know, and a few yeah, other Nolan, directors. Right? Yeah, Nolan's like the exception. Yeah.
0: Um, so, what about you, Jim? I saw it in XD, uh, which is the bigger screen with the enhanced sound. It's not quite as. Cool as Dolby, I guess, or whatever. Okay, but it's okay. a, it's bigger than regular screen, better better than regular sound. Right. Yes. Uh, reserve seating. The seats are much more comfortable, and it was great. And then I saw it in IMAX the second time. And
1: which was which do you prefer?
0: I really like the XD. Um, XD's the sound. Nice. I liked it. It was nice. The sound was good. You know, the, the picture was crisp. It was just. Right and the 3D wasn't i am with you Chubb. I'm not big on the 3D but I mean, in this it wasn't it wasn't obtrusive like it didn't it, yeah, take I I place. hate it, I hate it when the 3D is distracting you while you're trying to watch the movie you know I mean? I it agree. T- takes you out of the story sometimes and yep. I didn't, I didn't find that with the XD at all it was nice and, and clear and crisp so
1: those chairs with the uh, Dolby cinema oh my god they reclined fully yep. back and you the, the footrest comes out like you're on a lazy boy Oh man, it's it's nice. It's a nice way to Craig, watch a movie. Yeah,
2: I don't I don't know if you liked it or not. I did. But I did like. I, watched I it. saw that. I saw that was the first movie I saw in the Dolby theater. That must
1: have been great. Some of most jump scares, it, right? When it yeah. was.
2: Yeah. I was like, I never want to watch a movie in any other kind of theater than this ever again.
1: Because so, yeah, yeah, it's my biggest complaint with the theaters. I mean, there's no projectionist anymore, and it's like, okay, so the picture looks fine, but this the sound is never right. It's never the way I like it, you know. And with Dolby, oh man, just like the bass was. There, the, the everything mm-hmm. when, the, when the Millennium Falcon came in at that last fight scene, you know, at the end of the movie, um, my seat was rumbling. I was like, oh my god, it was beautiful. I was loving it. I just, it was great. So if you're an audiophile, thanks Russ for that tip. Really, Dolby is the only way to do it. And actually, I found Excellent. a yeah. theater even closer to my house. Um, I downloaded the AMC app for my iPhone, and you could actually do a, 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 it'll do like a based on your location, you do the Dolby, and it'll actually give you the map right there. It'll nice. tell you which also, theaters have it. Yeah
2: sign up for their Stubbs program. It oh, is got well it. worth the money. Okay. Oh
1: yeah, no, I'm Prime Premier, baby. Oh yeah, I got that already.
4: So what so we kind of glossed over a little bit yeah. and didn't talk about the snoke thing too much. So Yeah. One of the, the this is a hard thing because I totally get the criticism of um like we're walking out of the theater and so you'll have to you'll have to edit this, but but we're walking out of the theater and there's there's a couple guys behind us and and uh, we're walking in. And the guy goes, yeah, we'll never hear the history of that. F-. <laughs> and uh,
2: <laughs>
4: and it, it was just kind of funny because I'm like, yeah. Now, I'm sure we're going to do not want to know
2: the history of him. Yeah, I really we're going
4: to get a comic or mm. a book or they'll do something. Maybe we'll get some exposition from Kylo in nine that explains it. I, I know some people are just like, don't care. Don't need to know. I, I get the criticism of people that are like, just the fact that like it it's a it's a hole like and I get in the in the in the big scheme of things like yeah it's not really that important but it, I, I still feel like because we're thrown 30 years ahead with characters that that we know and like I'm I'm I am curious like how did who is this guy like and I don't care that he's he whether he's related or, or not to somebody but like what's his deal like what's you know, give me the, the right. elevator pitch for who this guy is. Like, I don't need to know every last little detail, but it would have been nice to have a little context of where he came from and how he was able to interact with Kylo to the point where he would control. either put this doubt in, or control yeah. or or turn in him. Um, and like I said, maybe we'll get the the, the minute and a half exposition in, in nine. And I'll but... d-
1: I'm okay with even that, but the other question is, and just to add to that, everything you said, I agree with 100%, but to add to that, the genesis of the First Order. I mean, we kind of know that they rose from the ashes of the empire, but isn't that story somewhat tied to how Grand, you know, what his name is Grand Leader Snoke, or whatever his, his term is, Supreme <gasps> yeah, Leader Snoke? Kind of. like, where do these they guys go come into, from? I mean, the empire they got destroyed. Go into
2: the. Yeah, they go into the origin of the First Order quite a bit in Chuck Wendig's novels. But yeah,
1: for yeah he wrote but for the, you know the rest yeah. of us. I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. They, they they go into some of the technicalities like they you know, they rose from the ashes of the, of the empire, but maybe we can see or hear some of that. Like they could say, "Hey, yeah, we we blew up the Death Star. We thought the empire was dead. But this guy came around and and got them all back together." I mean, we, we just don't know how it Happened. I mean,
2: so you want prequels to the sequels?
1: No, I just you need. Know, I'll take, like he said, give me a minute and a half of exposition. I'll take a story time with Leia. Well, I can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. Um, a, a story time with somebody that was around, you know, back when when they, after they blew up the Death Star. Like, what happened? How did Snoke come onto the scene? How did the First Order even solidify? that's what I I, think, I, i'd i like to know
0: but i think that's good stuff for the books and comics and games to fill in to be honest you think, think there's, no, no, I, there's no point to be honest to be honest I, okay. I, I don't i don't think so i think snoke is more there for for rilo to or kylo to overcome you know i mean he's yeah. an abuser you know he he's he's like his abusive husband in a way you know what i mean and sure he, yeah it's like i'm not going to take it anymore You're, and you know, to, and again, hubris. You know, it's just it's a recurring theme in Star Wars, and I thought that was used really well. But I mean, you know, to to for a comic book or a book or something on the side, I could totally see that, or in a cartoon or something. But yeah. I don't really see the need for it. And and you know, these movies are long enough as is, dude. You know, I mean, no, yeah. <laughs> I had
1: more on, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. the, the, they were all the Ewoks were celebrating. Everybody was celebrating the end of Jedi. It's like, then what happened? It's like Jesus. It's like they, they fought for all this, and all these oh, people but, died. And well, then what happened? Back I mean, right Square One. People, you know, people yeah, said that about
0: Empire too. They're like, what? They blew up their Death Star, and now they're just back at back at it. You know, the Empire's still going even after they blew up their giant base. I mean, right. It's the same same argument. But
1: they should have yeah. kept it the Empire then.
0: I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be nitpicky,
1: but then why switch it to this whole different thing? And then this guy Snoke is now oh, because the they show. had
4: no. There was no central. Like, there was no central power. Like, the one thing with the Emperor and Vader, I mean, that w- that was what was used to consolidate the power. And mm-hmm. then you got to remember, too, they even mentioned in A New Hope, Palpatine didn't dissolve the Senate until right as, as A New Hope started. Up right. until that point, we still had the
0: Senate. So right, there was still... Right. Governor well, Tarkin, Tarkin, Tarkin makes his entrance by saying, "It's official. Yep. They finally dissolved the Senate." And he's You're like, right. "How are how are they going to rule the outer systems? Well, they're going to give the power to regional governors. governors right? So did they right. they res- so, maybe they started know, roughs- the first roughs- order. Roughs- okay. Spot yeah. on on that. You know.
4: So, well, yeah. So he had was- his his structure in place, and then the Emperor goes away. But still, you've got shipyards. You've got. You've got technology, you've know, you got all the stuff. I mean, that stuff spread across the galaxy. So just because you cut off the head of the snake doesn't mean, you know, that there's not tendrils still out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all it takes is a leader to just come consolidate the rest of it. And so look, look, I look after
0: World War II. I mean, they, they didn't allow Germany or Japan or Italy to even have a standing army of any kind mm-hmm. or, or even like have a militia or any of that because they were afraid of exactly the same thing
4: happening. Well, not only that, but. But the Allies were, I mean, it's not like when Germany surrendered and Hitler was killed and they took over Eagle's Nest that all of a sudden that was it. I mean, right. they were fighting the werewolves for, what, two, three years in, yeah, in right. different parts of Germany
2: after after the war. So, right.
4: uh, so
0: you just, know. you know, because when you, you cut off one head, it doesn't mean the whole hybrid's yeah. dead. You know. Right.
2: Hmm. Well, they didn't want to repeat what led to the rise of World War II. I mean, it was because Germany and Japan got short shrifted in in the armistice of, of World War One, and there was that power vacuum there that was left to be filled and nobody blocking it. And that's kind of what happened in the outer rims, uh, in the outer rim of this galaxy far, far away. You know, Snoke, from what I gathered from the books, pretty much he was a somewhat force sensitive, and we learned from this new trilogy that anyone could possibly be force sensitive. It doesn't specify a bloodline. Um, And he was basically somebody who um, had a love for the Empire, looked up to, you know, what the Empire stood for. And um, when that power, that void was there in that he just he just stepped in mm. i mean as a matter of fact he doesn't even really have a planet of origin that that is known to anybody he has always ruled the first order from a ship he is he is he doesn't have a central government on a planet somewhere.
1: The like corsairs or whatever. There's no planet. Right. That, so the, yeah. the
2: the first order, it, it it's almost like after you know the fall of Iraq and you know the Al Qaeda basically being torn down and whatnot, ISIS rose from that. That's kind of what the first order is rising out from the ashes of the empire. If mm-hmm. you look and at it in that way,
4: the one is- book they did. Um, I mean, granted, you know, some, most people aren't going to read the books, but I forget the name of the book. I read it and it was the one about Leia, and it was right before it was a, it was set. I think Ben was still a kid. So it was set 10 years before episode seven. And at that point, the first order was like a whisper. Like Mm. they weren't known. They were, they were in secret and they were kind of gathering their forces.
1: So, so the Rebels were in control for a period came, of time. They were they were leading the galaxy for a while is what you're saying.
4: And then the First Order came no, in and they, – they, No, they basically – they weren't talked about. And so hmm. the Resistance came about because the, the Galactic um, – the New Republic wouldn't – they didn't believe it existed. They didn't believe there was this threat out there. Oh, okay. So the Resistance started up as a splinter – off of the new republic and they basically just kind of gathered up resources they, they're they not a big operation that's you know that that's the one thing is when you look at the last jedi and they're like well geez how, they got wiped out really easy well they were never a huge standing army the hmm. resistance was literally that the resistance i mean it was right. it was a small group led by general leia to combat it and then the first order kind of showed itself you know immediately prior to episode seven and, okay. and so. So the Star Killer. They built the Star Killer base in secret, and yeah, yeah. So a lot of that, yeah, a lot of that stuff had kind of been bubbling. You know, the the first threads of it were kind of starting to become known maybe ten years before, um, before Episode Seven. And, right. and again, you, you don't learn that in the movie, but but that that material is out there. So mm, yeah. Uh, I mean, even but without it, the prequels, you but, kind of understand the
1: Galactic Empire, right? The first yeah. the first one, episode four, five, and six, you kind of get it. Like, okay, I mean, no, the, you know. I mean,
0: no, offense to, no offense to the rest of you, but that's why I wanted to hear Russ's opinion so badly, because I know he his head is full of this kind of canon and backstory. Yeah. And, stuff, but, and I wanted to see how it sat with him. Cause...
4: Yeah, and, I, and again, the, the Snoke thing, I'm like, yeah, it'd been nice to know, but I didn't walk out of the theater going like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, we don't know. Like, I didn't, th- I, I don't think that, it didn't it didn't bother me i kind of it's something i thought about but i was like it's it it's not going to keep me up at night like i'm i'm not sure. upset about it, no, it mean, just, it's yeah. just it's one of those things where it's like hey yeah i get you know I, it would have been nice to kind of if not now <laughs> but at some point get that information and if if we don't we don't I'm, like i said i'm not going to lose sleep over it but yeah. yeah okay cool stuff i just i i i,
0: I, I wanted to, oh, i'm sorry russ go ahead i mean no the, one of
4: the things i was going to say is uh, the way i look at this is I feel like the force awakens was a more fun movie. Like, I feel like that, that I, like it was, it was, it was more fun. And maybe, um, like the, the, the joy factor was there because I think it, it kind of pushed all the right buttons, Mm. but I think this was definitely a better made movie. Like there's Mm. like, to me, like when you look at, you know, cinematography and, and just the, the, just the, the the boldness of it and and what they were trying to do, like I I don't question that Last Jedi is a better movie than The Force Awakens. But when I sit there and go, like, which one did I have more fun fun with? Uh I I I think I had more fun with episode seven, but but again, that that wasn't the point of episode eight. And we could go back to that
1: at nine. I mean, you know, JJ's got the reins again, so maybe we go, you know, we get something a little bit more familiar. Yeah. I don't
4: know. My fear is I hope they don't they don't course correct too much. Like I'm not worried that JJ's gonna you know, oh, we're going to get Killer Base 2, or we're going to get some kind of crazy super. I don't think he's going to rehash a bunch of the beats from stuff he's done in the past.
2: Isn't Johnson helping with writing the no. nine, though? Oh, no. I thought he was. But he's in know? charge
4: of the next three after that. He's in charge Probably, of the, well, the new
1: trilogy that but, they've commissioned. New trilogy, on, right? but right. we
4: have no, there's no time period. There's no, not, he could set this thing 5,000 years before any of this, or That's he could true, set right? it, he could set it. And that's at the, of the old Republic, dude. Uh, yeah, let's not, gonna, yeah. It's not go there <laughs> love again. Love it, love it. Sentence. I mean, it could be said at the same time as the original trilogy, just in a completely separate part of the galaxy with characters <laughs> that are disconnected. So,
2: or we, in another galaxy that.
4: Yeah, that yeah has, we have no idea even farther away. Yeah, we yeah. have no no idea. <laughs> I mean, the, Kathy Kennedy gave him kind of greenlit his new trilogy without even a pitch. Like right. he had no pitch other than. You know, hey, it'd be nice to kind of just tell something completely different and just walk away from all this stuff. And they're like, "Oh, okay, sure, go ahead, and do that." Well, I mean, I guess so, after seeing
1: this, she loved it. Like, in fact, that was greenlit maybe what a couple months ago, and I guess she saw yeah, yeah.
4: maybe a, a near final cut I, of this movie. I think it was before that. Oh, because was it okay? I think when Trevor O. This is my. I have no. I have no information to back this up. I've had. I've heard. You know, nothing formal, but I think when Trevor O. Got the boot, and they were looking for a new director the fact that Johnson didn't get it to me that in hindsight, after this information came out about this new trilogy, I'm like, that's why he didn't want to direct nine because he's going to be busy doing his other thing. So Mm, I I think, I think this has been going on for a a while. I think they just finally went public with it.
1: Mm -hmm. So not only do we have a new trilogy coming up, we've got what the Han Solo movie, which Ron Howard is cleaning up right in May and that's coming out in May. I'm I don't what don't know.
4: are the
2: odds you guys think it gets pushed to yeah. to, to Christmas? I'm thinking it's gonna be Christmas. Yeah, I think, I think it's
0: gonna push. I think it'll at least get pushed closer to Christmas. We haven't
1: so even seen a trailer yet. Christmas. I mean
0: yeah. Yeah, that's that's what makes me think that is cuz if you look at the other movies we've seen trailers for them by now especially I mean look at the other big releases we have coming up in the, in that time frame, you know. We've already got the Infinity War trailer. We've already got some of the other trailers from those big movies from, you know, May and yeah. that summer and summer of 2018. So for them not to even have a teaser out by now Makes me think, along with Russ's uh, point of view, there that it's going to end up being pushed back. You know, I'm, maybe not all the way till Christmas, but definitely later than May.
2: I think from I, an economic, i the first trailer that we see will be during the Super Bowl. That's what mm. I'm predicting.
4: I would be surprised if we had to wait that long. Yeah, I would too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think from an economic standpoint, it just makes more sense. I think they just they could plant their flag as Christmas is now Star Wars. Period. I
2: thought that's what they're doing. But they
1: changed it. Hold on. Episode uh, 9, they said it's going to come out in, the, in not Christmas or something, they were saying. Yeah. They're saying it's now May. They, yeah. Because yeah, hold May on, something else is coming out that Christmas. I forget what it is now. They were afraid of going. It was another, another Disney movie. Or maybe it's a Han Solo movie they pushed to May. Because there was another Disney movie coming out in May, in December. They didn't want to fight. Oh, Oh, it was Frozen 2. That's what it was. They didn't want to take tear the kids away from Frozen 2. Uh... And so the mouse house is splitting their, you know, splitting their goods a little bit, and they're going to have it separated for the kitties.
2: You know what's interesting? I was running some numbers from this weekend's box office, and if that Disney Fox deal were already done as of this last weekend, ninety-one percent of the box office would have been Disney this past weekend. Wow! Wow! Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That's good for them. I mean, it's good for actually. It's probably good for us too. I mean, it's. The Marvel universe, I'm sure you are happy about that, Russ. i mean, you know, it's it's all unified yeah, we, now, right?
4: I mean this is good stuff. Well yeah, actually we actually had about that. Yeah. Just, I'm very yeah. i I'm very mixed about that. Uh, I, I am as
0: well. Russ and Daryl and I did a special episode of it so all about that. So Set. if you want to hear more in depth our thoughts on that both good and bad, I definitely re- uh, recommend downloading that. Check yeah. it out. Exactly. Right. But I am um, yeah,
4: not all sunshine and roses about that deal. I, I think it's hurting
2: oh. the creators, the creative people is going so to maybe We'll it.
4: see. I mean, I think that's the main thing is two things. One, it it's a possibility it may not happen. Two, um it depends on the structure like, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of variables in, in that, okay. that. all right. That could make it make it either a really big deal or maybe not as bad as we think. Well,
1: so. tune into the podcast. You guys can download that. It's all connected on the H H W L O D network, and you can hear that whole discussion about the merger, right. <laughs> the acquisition.
0: Yeah, yeah we we'll did a special edition about that. Exactly. Um, my my sister and I uh, grew up watching the Star Wars movies. Um, my sister refers to Carrie Fisher as Space Mom. <laughs> um, because she was such an integral part of our our lives, my sister and I would, when they would show the uh, A New Hope on USA Network, we could go line by line through the entire movie and perform the entire movie from beginning to end. Um, so this movie, I mean, I, as far as me having been being able to look at this objectively, has been very difficult because my my whole like upbringing, and I'm, I'm sure Russ's and Rich's and yours too, Craig, to a certain extent. I mean, I know you're more of a Trek guy, but like right. this is been so intertwined with my life that it's it's hard for me to look at objectively so i'm i'm all for you know differing opinions like daryl's or or like julian's last night or whatever things like that but it 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 struck me really hard when my sister and i both separately saw this movie and then got together afterwards to talk about it online and we had almost exactly the same reaction we were wrecked Hmm. we were both wrecked we'd cried we had cheered we cried again you know, it just it was an emotional roller coaster. the The gravitas of everything just hit us so hard, and that is all I could ever ask from a movie.
2: It's true, um, sure, yeah. My
0: my bottom line when I critique a movie or when someone asks me opinion is not what happened in. And this goes for the Marvel franchise. It goes for any long standing fran- even you know James Bond. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I just. I I look, is it a good movie? Is it a movie I would like to watch again? Is it a movie I would recommend to someone who knew nothing about the franchise or hadn't seen any of the before? And bottom line for me is yes, absolutely, resoundingly yes on this. So I just wanted to say that before we got to the closing arguments or whatever we're going to do. And that's
1: great. And that's a good segue. We are going to take it pretty much into the closing. If you guys have any final thoughts on the movie, I mean, or any predictions, we've kind of gone over a few already. And, you know, I I think I'll just voice my opinion first. I'll I'll say that, you know, I. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, the, again, I had a few questions, which you guys actually helped me answer. So I had my little three little points that I wrote down there, and you guys talked me through it. So that was good. Um, other than that, I, that was it was a great experience. The only little nitpick I had was, you know, the the, the length of it. Um a little shorter would have been okay. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. They could have tightened it up. I didn't need to see them going back to Octo three, four, five times. They could have I, I got the idea that Luke's a hermit. I you don't need to keep throwing that in my face and you know, that whole trip to the casino planet. Yeah, it was actually visually very spectacular. Um just weird though. It seemed like it just, it just the pace of the movie was a little odd because they're chasing this fleet, but then somehow they can go to life speed and go to this planet and back before they catch the fleet, and just it just a little bit out of the way for me that that whole detour. But they could have tightened that up a little bit. But these are minor nitpicks. I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. I agree with Jim. It was, it, I, I was wrecked emotionally after this movie too. I mean, there was a few scenes for me. That got me a little misty eyed, and and one of them I know none of you guys really mentioned it, but it was the when, when Chewie comes in with with the, with the Falcon, and they go back to that original music, uh, where, you know the original dogfight kind of you know um, X Wing John Williams oh, yeah, the, music,
4: the Best Star escape. Yeah. Oh God, I yeah. was like
1: no way! I was like that. I'm like I was I was just amazed, and the biggest smile on my face at that point, and maybe a little misty eyed at the same point. I'm like it brought me right back.
0: Well, um, uh, one one I think I yeah. forgot to mention was uh, see you around, kid
1: that was a good one i also like well,
0: total, total callback to han solo and he sang it to his own son after he had killed him i was just like god damn man yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i also call
1: back i love how he winked at through sc3po like that could have been just totally overlooked but he just stood there for like a good three four five seconds and just gave him a wink like that was pretty cool like you know that was his buddy that was his, his old droid you know and, and he wasn't even there but it was like he he took a minute to do that and uh I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. The only other problem, too, and we really didn't talk about this, but you guys probably did in your other podcasts. It was the the way Luke died. Um, at the end, I mean, I guess he picked up this power where you can project yourself, but what? It's a one shot deal. It's like once you do it, you're dead. Like once you expend that much force energy, you're just you're wiped out and you die. Is that is that kind of what happens? I didn't really understand that part a little bit.
4: Well, I I guess. I mean. That's the other thing. People are like he's using the crazy ways to use the force, and it's like, yeah, but why should it just be, you know, picking up rocks and throwing them or lifting right. your he spaceship even, even out of the said mud? That. He even said that. Right. It's, it's more yeah, it's, going it's, to it's be like, about
0: lifting rocks. And right. It turned out yeah, yeah, to be yeah, exactly yeah. about that.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. I just I just look at I, to me. I think it served it served two purposes. One, it's like it, it's not a it's not a um, it's it's not a safety valve like. You know, he what he's saying is like, okay, the next guy that comes along and does a Star Wars movie can't just have it to where, you know, all of a sudden now Jedi can just project themselves across the galaxy left and right and do this. Like the whole point was, like he it took he because he secluded himself because he pulled himself away. Now the galaxy, you know, maybe maybe it's in the way it, it, it is now because he wasn't there to to be this strong force. No pun intended. To to resist the first order and to maybe be there for Rey, So he, this is his last gasp to give them enough time to get away. Okay. And it, and it just took everything out of him that he had left.
0: That's what um, I got from that. Yeah. The, like he, he, you know, he, she, you know, when she realizes that he hasn't been in touch with the force and then he finally gets back into that groove and then expends so much energy. That's definitely what I got from it. That he, he had just expended like all they had to do th- that and again, a little got, bit of time you know a call back to
2: the, the twin force sons is our, the force is around us it's around us all we are part of it and it is part of us and i think that the force is more powerful and and, and more in touch with reality in certain areas and then in others that island being where the jedi's first temple was oh
1: yeah being, yeah I,
2: that I, was I, a very yes. strong place for the force he used mm, interesting. he was as close to the force as a physical being could be on that island and he brought all that the dark side the light side every bit of the balanced force within his own life energies to channel that and when he was done that physical being could no longer handle that and mm. he transcended to the next step that a force user would have and we will see him back as a force ghost talking to ray
1: because again that yeah. the force ghost ability if i recall it has to be kind of taught right well he's according to the prequels right i mean that was you have to learn that ability right so well
2: and i'm sure he got that from the, from yoda the books from, or, no, or from, from, from the, the books.
1: books okay okay
0: and, and, well, it's not uh, Yoda.
1: I mean, Yoda could teach him, right? If I guess if we had to, uh-huh. right? Okay. Can, sure. we,
0: can we can we all agree that Mark Hamill acted his ass off in this <laughs> movie? <Beautiful. laughs> he did. But you know what I was yeah. expecting
1: though? I was expecting a little bit less gruff. And again, this is such a small nitpick. Please don't don't take this the wrong way, but a little bit more farm boy and a little bit less gruff. Like he just I wanted to see a little bit more that's that twinkle in his eye and he was just a little bit too I don't know. I guess he's aged too as an actor. I I am not expecting him to be 20 years old again, but you know what I'm saying like like he, he, I don't know.
2: Leia's yeah. voice was more gravelly too. No, that's so. a
1: voice I, I guess I should I should clarify what I'm trying to say. Like like not the voice necessarily, although that was part of it, but the even the tone the tone. Even in Jedi, he was very serious. Like, you know he became a Jedi who started wearing the black and he got serious, but he always still had a little bit of that fun in him. And it's like this is I don't know. He just seems like he was so gone. He was just so Maybe that was the point. I don't know. Uh-huh. I just want like yeah, to see that. Little, you that's, know. Yeah,
0: that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah that's I know. I, just, I guess
1: I'm just looking for something that's not there. That's all.
2: So. Now, I didn't catch it first, the first viewing when um, he shows up there on on the at the base that that was him projecting himself but i did i was i knew something was off because i'm like <laughs> the beard he no it was not darker even the beard. yeah his hair was no, darker even, like, no okay. it was the fact that he was holding the lightsaber that just got broken half a couple yes. of scenes before that <laughs> yes. and i was like how does he have that lightsaber? And and but I mean, of course, then we figured well, it out. Hold once on, showed that, but that wasn't that. Was that wasn't, hold on, yeah. that
1: wasn't that lightsaber. That was well, it was his reconstructed one, right? The, he had the green one when he was going up against Kylo, right? The one he had from Return of the Jedi. But then he got crumbled under the building, and looks like he probably lost that one. He had to rebuild a new one. He went back to blue. The right? one, the, so the that one was, he's
2: holding and the handle and everything yeah. is is. Is Anakin's? Yeah. It looks oh, really? Exactly I, like thought,
1: I thought he re- yeah. I thought he rebuilt the new one like Anakin's. In half Oh, okay. And, okay. And
2: if you look when he's fighting with it in that scene, it never touches anything. It looks like it does, but right. it doesn't. Right. So, which I didn't catch till the second viewing.
4: Yeah, I thought as soon as he showed up and had the dar- the dark beard and hair again, I <laughs> yeah. was like, I thought, I thought it was a oh, continuity error. I thought it was a continuity error at
1: first. Like, what the hell? What do they do with this dark beard? No, I, I okay. I just thought he
0: cleaned <laughs> himself up. I knew, I, I knew, I knew something was up because he said, "What do you expect me to do? Grab my laser sword and go attack a whole empire of dudes?" And right. that's exactly what he does. So yeah. I'm like, "Whoa, well, <laughs> there's got to be more going on here," you know. Talk about Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Uh, he just got so, them saying that. that's not what he was going to do, you know.
1: So, in closing, for me, great movie, loved it. Like you said, the range of emotions. It was definitely a roller coaster, but a, but a very fun roller coaster. I enjoyed it. The spectacle, the sound. The picture, I loved, loved, loved it. I'm going to see it again probably multiple times. And it was it was great. I just had a few questions. You guys helped me out with
4: that. I'm good now. Yeah. I thought One we of had, th- oh, we ahead, had Chekhov's X-Wing because yeah. they showed that X-Wing. And then when he showed up, at first I was like, oh, obviously he gets it as X-Wing. And goes and then when he looked all young I was like oh no he's already dead so I thought it was interesting they made a point of showing the X wing in the water right. under the water I was like oh that's going to come back and and he's going to he raise did. it up right he's going to go yeah, yeah yeah
1: that didn't happen
2: <laughs> now if I never see Luke or anybody else milk a creature of green milk ever again I'll be fine <laughs> though I will say yeah. that
0: that was a little, was a little weird <laughs> well but now we get to find out you know that that burning question where did the blue milk come from now you know <laughs> there you go there you go fan community enjoy yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but there's definitely a lot to chew on here and a lot to i mean i'm glad i've seen it twice now just because there was so much i mean emotionally i had to process the first time that i m- i missed like things obviously right. like dialogue and, and subtleties the second time so I'm glad I went back and watched it again. But
4: yeah, we might uh, go Christmas Day. I might go see it again. But I I definitely need to see it again.
0: It was uh, but I, I I couldn't have been more happy with it. I was I was just over the moon with with how, like I said, the differences, uh, as Chubb said, the subversion of the tropes, the 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 great character progression, the overarching theme, the the meta stuff, everything it just all worked for me. So I, awesome. I, you know, this awesome. was a good Christmas gift to to me. It's great,
2: And one of the things, too, thematically throughout all of Star Wars has always been that, you know, biology does not necessarily make a parent. Luke wasn't raised by his parents. Leia wasn't raised by her parents. You know, it's it's thematically throughout a lot of the, the Star Wars saga. Um, and that's why I really loved I, – I, there were so many layers I could take from that scene of Rey going into the dark side cave or whatever – the hole in the ground mm-hmm. when she's facing that mirror and figuring things out. But then when she's specifically asking the mirror in a way, show me my parents. And it turns out to be her. Cause think about it. She raised herself.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. so I just thought that was on so many levels really good. Cause we didn't really talk about that scene. And I, I really, I, and I mean, I appreciated it more when I saw it the second time because the first well, time I was just kind of like. Eh, and
0: when and problem? when Luke went in the uh, the cave in Empire too, he faced him. He thought he was facing Vader, but he faced him right, so. yeah, right. That's true. Right. That's true. So mm-hmm. and you know, also the theme of Guardians of the Galaxy too, but different movie. But yeah, <laughs> I just I just watched it, so it's fresh in my mind. You
2: know? <laughs> but my overall take on this film, I mean, if I were to put a score to it, it'd probably be a four out of five somewhere in there, maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, I don't know. But I I, I posted on Twitter my power ranking of all of the, the Star Wars films, including Rogue One, and uh, my number one is and will always be Empire. Of course. And this, this is my number two. This is my second. Wow. I love this movie.
0: I give it a five out of five. I couldn't ask for it. I can't think of anything else I would want in a Star Wars movie that it did not deliver to me so hmm. and
3: That's
0: more not- i got i even got more than i thought i would get out of it and again you know i'm not saying it's it's a perfect movie or whatever but for me i thought it it was about as perfect as the star wars movie could get and i, I told, like i said i totally understand your your gripes with it and daryl's gripes with it russ and you know criticisms criticism honest criticisms of it i totally get but for me personally if five out of five mm-hmm. unquestionably yeah. great
4: russ any final thoughts or uh no, I'm just, I'm really anxious to see it again. Uh, okay. Because,
2: yeah, yeah me too. Because, again, sorry, I the first
4: time myself, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think. Go now, I did... Russ. Go now. <laughs> Do what? Uh,
4: go now. Say, like,
2: go now. Yeah. <laughs> Run, Luke. Run. <laughs> yeah.
4: Because, it, 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 again, I, I get caught up a lot of times, especially with the Star Wars movie, with just, because uh, I, I kind of had a f- similar feeling after Force Awakens. I kind of, you know, got out of it, and I was like, well, that was different. You know, that just kind of had a weird feel to it. And and again, I think it's just my mind, you know, is is expecting a certain thing and and it didn't get it. And so it just kind of reacts weird. So I'm I'm excited to see it again. Uh, I know some people say that about like The Force Awakens. Oh, it doesn't hold up after you go back. And I watched The Force Awakens before seeing this one. And I was like, this movie totally holds up. Like,
0: yeah, I, I agree. I love I agree it. With that like, too. I agree. totally. So. With that. I thought The Force Awakens was really good.
4: Yeah, but so
2: between I'm, the six theatrical showings of *Force Awakens* I saw, and probably the dozen or more times I've watched it since it's been out on Blu-ray, it totally holds up. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't get that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So I'm 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 uh, I'm excited to see it again. I'm I'm really excited, and I'll be excited when it comes uh, when it comes to home video. I hope Johnson does a commentary track. I really. Uh, yeah, that'll, really
1: that'll be on guys. the third Blu-ray release. Okay, the first one you get nothing. The second one you make yeah. a little more. The third one, when you, you buy your third disc, you'll get something, right? <laughs>
2: Daisy Ridley no, no, no. said You're in f- a interview the other day that there's going to be a really good um, behind the scenes and making a feature on there because she says that they just finished doing a bunch of that stuff as well. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, we got to wait till the box set of the three movies, right? And then, <laughs> right, that, that, that'll and be then, of one. Of course, right. a year later there'll be a box set of all nine movies. <laughs> sure. that'll have more stuff in it that we haven't seen. It will be here.
1: an AK by then, right? That'll be the new AK release of the uh, re- digitally remastered. <laughs> (laughs) Oh my god! All right, cool. So, it's good to talk to you guys, and uh, you know, we're going to return for the Walking Dead TV podcast uh, back in February. I'm sure we'll actually get together before then uh, to do either a Telltale. Uh, as some of our listeners do want us to do, Telltale tell video, video Game Special, or just kind of just do a summation or a wrap-up or any casting news or anything. So stay tuned. We'll definitely be back before February. And uh, in the meantime, where can our listeners hear us talking about other stuff? So, Chubb, what about you? Where, where are you? Where can they hear you? Where, if they miss uh, you so much, where can they hear your lovely voice?
2: Well, on various podcasts on this stream and Taylor Network here and there, but... um mainly on the dc tv which hopefully we're gonna record the last of our 2017 episodes sometime this week i think oh, i hope
0: G- jerry and i already did that so oh you did no i'm
2: kidding <laughs> Oh, okay <laughs> you,
0: Mike, you missed the memo
1: okay
2: yeah. Yeah. um but i'm also on the twitters and all that stuff at chubtoad toad zero one and um jim craig russ may the force be with you
1: may the force be with you sir excellent
2: Always. always live long
0: live long and prosper l-l-a-p oh wait no that's wrong
1: that's all right you can say that anytime that works that that's good that's in any in any up. universe far away or a long time ago it, it works russ how about
4: you oh just tune into this place this place you're catching this you'll 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 find me excellent and jim you've been busy but we can hear no more star
1: wars right jim That that's it
0: I'm, I'm i'm all star wars out on this man. i'm gonna wait until we get to the next one or something or if i do a re- show about rebels or something i don't know but uh you're spent you can but the you can solo catch,
2: film. yeah i
0: guess it'll be that but uh you can catch me on the taylor network on nothing's on we're going to be doing our top 10 list uh episode next week is always a big fan favorite um we ask our listeners to bring their, us their top 10 list mm-hmm. and we read our top 10 list tv and movies for the year Always a big, a big episode. Uh, as Daryl mentioned, we have a big spoiler cast for the Last Jedi about to come up on the Taylor Network too. We did with Julian Lytle and Colin from the Star Wars Conversations podcast and myself, which I think turned out really well. We had a really good, spirited discussion, much as we had tonight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, heavy gigs in Seaside City. We uh, play a seventies. Oh, thanks. Um, we play <laughs> a seventies action movie, uh, action TV type role playing game. And we uh, take all the boring bits out of it and turn it into a radio play. We add like you know radio drops, commercials, uh, background music, sound effects, all kinds of good stuff. So it's great when you drive driving. That right? It's
1: just entertaining. It's like I'm listening to a radio, an old school radio show almost. You know, uh, it, I love it. So keep it up, man. That's a great show.
0: Thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad. You're, I'm glad you're digging it. Like it's kind of yeah. experimental for us, but I think it's been a pretty good experiment so far. So.
1: Excellent. And when I'm not talking Star Wars or Star Trek or The Walking Dead or other times I get to join you guys, which is always a blast, I am the host of the Auto Chat Show, autochatshow.com, facebook.com slash autochatshow. Me and my co-host, Teddy, we review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, whatever else may creep into our, our heads at that particular moment. We just did a, a great review on the uh, the Mazda 6 Grand Touring. That was the last one. Uh, next one we're doing is the Kia Nero, followed by the Toyota Sienna. And I've got a lot of new cars. i got eight new cars lined up after that just got our kind of winter schedule so we've got tons of new car reviews check it out if you if you're not even into cars it's still a fun time we go off on many many wild tangents from anything to anything so there's no no limits and uh like i said teddy and i have a lot of fun so check it out over there show dot we appreciate you listening and give us a like on the facebook page all right folks so that's uh, that's it for our star wars special and i guess uh we'll get together soon for the walking dead thanks for getting together tonight guys we'll see you soon
0: Maar ik